ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, September 27th. That means your drive is on the air, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program this hour. We're going to open up the text line at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Get your thoughts in. I've got Coach Huff comments from earlier today. We're going to get into that here in the next few minutes. So looking forward to doing that with you. And, of course, we have got Marshall taking on Gardner-Webb. That is the game on Saturday. Going to be a 3.30 kick. We'll have it for you here on the radio. So if you can't go, we've got you covered. Or, you know, what you could do is you could go and listen to the game while you're at the game. You could do that. That's what you need to do. Just go go listen to the game. Take a radio. Take one of those sports radios. They still make those. I need one if they do. Those sports radios, remember those where it was just you know, the, the radio and the headset all built in? You Are you old enough to remember that? And it used to come in this really awful yellow color. I think it was Sony brand that, that the headset was. It was a Sony radio. You could put it on your headset. You know, it was like a headset. You just put it on your head, and you could listen to the game while you're at the game. And you would see the guys uh, with those, and you're like, okay, they're, they're really into it. You could do that. That could be you on Saturday. Or, of course, uh, you can just um, go to the game. Or if you're not going to the game, turn your radio on. We got you covered here at ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. I, I know. I'm, that's probably an older reference. Like I said, I'm yeah. I'm not just the person that works in the radio. I actually, I actually am into radio. I dig radio. So, yeah, things like that fascinate me. Probably not you so much. It's streaming today. It's earbuds. It's 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 AirPod Pros. It's Beats. It's I guess it's AirPod Pros. Go with the uh, and the AirPod Max. Seen those? Those are nice looking. So it's it's all that. So and by the way, if you've got AirPod Pros, you've got those. You can stream us. You can go to uh, get our app. It's easy to find. Just go to our website wrvc.com. We got the appropriate link for you there, and you can stream the show live, or you can of course listen to the podcast wherever you're at. So, uh, Coach Huff, we got his comments from the day. Had a chance to uh, be over there and. He's talking about herd beaters again. There were a lot of herd beaters. He counted 21. There were 21 herd beaters. And he talked a little bit about the defense. Now, some of us, I'm in that group. I'm in that group. It's fair. I wasn't overly critical of the defense, even though they gave up some chunks here and there. I thought, okay, well, they kept them out of the end zone. They kept them out of the end zone. They had to settle for field goals. I would rather go trade touchdowns for field goals any day, right? So I wasn't that critical. And of course, Coach has got to be a little bit more critical than me. It's his job on the line, however that team performs. I can, hey, you know, you guys did a great job. They lost. Great job, though. You, you did a great job, but they lost. So he's got to be a little bit more critical. So you're going to hear some of his thoughts on that. Uh, we uh, we did. Uh, it, it's confirmed now, by the way, that uh, Bill Legs, the, um, he, he, it was confirmed the other day, but it's, it's in the game notes now, and uh, he's – Bill Legg's going to be the uh, the offensive line coach, so that's confirmed. He's still handling some of the tight ends as well, so yeah, he's got uh, double duty there. I know some of you have voice issue with that transition between Coach Morrissey and Coach Legg. Coach Huff addressed that in the presser earlier today, so we're going to get to that. We'll get your reaction 
304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Gardner Webb, the opponent for the Thundering Herd, coming into this game 1-3. Marshall, last time these two teams met, was back on September 7, 2013. You remember that game? It was a 55-0 game. Now, is it going to be 55-0 again? Is it going to be anywhere in the ballpark? That's probably a, a great question to ask today for our text line. How close of a game is it going to be? Is it going to be 55 nothing? What's the score of this going to be? What you, you call it. Is it going to be a little closer? Is it going to be a high-scoring affair for the Herd? Is it going to be maybe a 25-point game? Is it going to be a 30-point game? Is it going to be a 15-point game? I mean, well, Gardner-Webb, how many points will Gardner-Webb score? That's a great question, so I'll, I'll keep that open for you. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And... I got to remember, though, this is a team that looked pretty good against Coastal earlier, and I, I think Coastal's an okay team. I think they're probably better than okay. They're they're all right team. And I don't think you can compare game to game, week to week. Are we going to see the team that gave Coastal some, some fits here? Are we going to see the, the team that lost last week? Same thing for Marshall. I mean, which team are we going to see? Which team are we going to see? So, I'm hoping that it's a decisive victory. I, I really, it would be good right now if Marshall could just dial one up and, and name its score and just go out there and put a lot of touchdowns on the board. It would be nice. Plus, the team's home for the first time and and forever. It feels like so you you get a chance to get that home game feeling again. You get to you not sleep in your own beds on on yeah cuz you're going to go up you're going to go to the hotel but you're not on the long long bus trip you're not making the long travel you get to see what the i mean you, you get to see what the home fans are are, are are looking like again i mean that's a big thing so we'll we'll break this down a little bit more when we continue Marshall head coach Charles Huff. We get to hear from him when we continue. And I'll start answering some of your texts. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this Tuesday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to hear from the head coach himself, Charles Huff, in a moment. I'm going to get to your text now. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texture is asking, what's the Vegas line? That's a good question. So far, the only... Only line I've seen, I've seen a spread from WinBet. And WinBet has Marshall at minus 34. Minus 34. No other book is given a line just yet. I haven't seen any other lines. So hopefully in a, uh, in a few days we'll get some lines on this one. It looks like the, and again, I, I have one sports book is telling me 34 with a, uh, with a total line of 64 and a half. So 64 and a half total, and with the spread being 34. Marshall's get it. Yeah, Marshall's minus 34. 
So if you want to take Gardner Webb and take the thirty four, go right ahead. Again, I'm I'm not sure that's good enough numbers right there for me to to feel good about the spread right now. One sports book has taken action on that. That's it. This isn't a sexy matchup. I mean, you look at the game on paper and you think, okay, here's Marshall. Marshall's two and two. Yeah, but Gardner Webb from the FCS one and three. But you look at you look at Gardner Webb a little bit and like, what have they done? And they play Coastal pretty tough, right? So you got you got to respect that. You got to look at what they were able to do there, and you got to look at honestly, you, you got to look at everything here as far as what Marshall's been trying to do and what's Marshall you know trying to achieve this week. Texer is writing in saying that um, they are predicting the herd will win Saturday 42-7. Okay, I'll go with that. 42-7. Gardner-Webb gets a late gets a late touchdown. We'll call it garbage time if you want. They get a garbage time touchdown. 42-7. You can make your prediction as well. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. You want to hear from Coach Huff? I do. Let's hear from Coach Huff. Talked to him earlier today at the Shoei. He was, he was addressing the media. And one of the things he talked about was the defense. I thought, hey, for what it's worth, the defense played okay. Did some nice things here. Kept the team out of the end zone. Kept the opposing team out of the end zone. That's, that's a win for me. Again, I'm not a coach. And... The team did give up a lot of yardage, a lot of passing yardage. And while Marshall was able to do some things and, and keep keep the team out of the end zone and give Marshall a chance, uh, Coach Huff did talk about, you know, you, you, they won't be able, they won't be able to sustain success. If they're going to give up yardage like that, in the long run, they're not going to be able to, to maintain success if that's what you're going to see every week. 321 yards of passing is going to create some points. Um, but Saturday night, they did a really good job of resetting and coming up with a stop or coming up with a turnover. Um, and I think that's the mindset we got to have. You know, we don't want to give up 321 uh, passing yards, but when we do give up plays, we got to reset. Um, I think one of the consistence, and we focused on a lot in the offseason, we've been able to stop the run. I think stopping the run has created an opportunity for us to be in um, advantageous third downs. Now we've got to be able to get off the field on those third downs and be able to create some field position flip for the offense. Um, offensively, um, we're spinning our feet in the mud a little bit um, because of the things that we prevented the first two weeks are showing up in these last two weeks. Um, sacks, turnovers, penalties. Um, the first two weeks we were able to pre- prevent them uh, or minimize them. Um, in the last two weeks, they've shown up. And then when you get in those situations to where you're not able to be ahead of the sticks on first and second down, it magnifies your issues that you have on third down. Um, and then as the opponents get better, they know your issues. So now they're able to attack your issues in the areas where you're, where you're struggling a little bit. I agree with Coach. You got to make sure you're not giving up a lot of yardage here. But the resetting, I thought there were some things uh, that were positive about that. 
I don't think that the defense is issued right now. Defense uh, kept Marshall in that game. One thing the coach does talk about, it's some new terminology for a lot of us now. It's Marshall beaters. So the Marshall beaters are – that's a stat that coach is keeping. That's something that they look at the film and, and say, okay, yeah, this is something that happened. It, it, it's a Marshall beater. If, Marshall, if you had a lot of these, you're going to beat yourself. So once again, coach talked about the Marshall beaters. And, you know, the first couple of weeks didn't have that many Marshall beaters. Second couple of games, the two losses – or plenty of Marshall beaters. Um, we talked about uh, Marshall beaters um, the, the last couple weeks. So we went back. Um, week one, we had eight. Week two, we had 11. Week three, we had 21. Week four, we had 21. So you take penalties, sacks, turnovers, missed tackles. Anything that the defense gets, you subtract. Anything the offense gets, you add. So first couple weeks, we were very close to being in the negative. You know, we get back first week, we got eight, okay, which is, okay, good, 11. Well, they say, well, Coach, what's the number? Well, it ain't 21, okay, I do know that, okay. So when you really start looking, because our defense did some good things, they got some turnovers, they got some sacks. Well, then we gave up some sacks and some turnovers, so that balances out. Um, And I think as you look at them, you know, there's been some – that have been probably double costly for us in the last couple weeks, meaning taking points completely off the board or putting them completely on. Um, on the flip side, the first couple of weeks, we were able to put points on the board. You know, Micah, I mean, uh, uh, Gilmore gets a pick and scores. You know, this week we give up a strip sack and they score. You know, so I think when you talk about the mistakes, obviously the magnitude of the mistake helps um, kind of paint the picture a little bit. So the obvious question. How do you eliminate Marshall beaters? Obvious question, right? Coach addressed that. It's not – I don't think it's an easy fix, and he addressed that. It's a personnel issue. Well, the first thing you do is you change the people that are creating them. Um, then the second thing you do, you look and see if the people you're replacing them with are better. And if they're not, you're going to put those people back in there and keep coaching them. That's really where you know some of these issues are coming up. The other part of it is we've got to kind of manage what we do to put guys in the situations, right? So if we're having issues protecting, you know, against pressure and different looks or different rushers, we've got to create a longer edge. We've got to get the ball out quicker or we've got to do something to to, to – neutralize the the issues that we have, whether that's, hey, the the tackles have an issue or the guards have an issue or, hey, on third down they're bringing this type of pressure, that's an issue. So until you can replace the person with a better person or a different person in those situations, you've got to be able to manage the situation with the play call or the formation or, you know, hey, we really like to do this play, but this play is not protected, so we can't do that play which is going to create some issues because now you're not able to truly be the offense or defense you want to be. Marshall beaters. That's going to be the challenge for the herd and uh, trying to eliminate those and try to eliminate some of the situations that the team is um, in right now because of that. And he expanded a little bit more on some of the personnel issues. He didn't go into great depth, but he did expand on that a little more. You know, what are some of the reasons why? Because he talked about kid just doesn't go out there and like, you know, I'm going to fumble today. You know, I think today's the day I'm going to fumble. I'm going to fumble. I'm going to fumble in the end zone maybe. 
You do something like that. No, it's nothing like that at all. But there are some personnel issues on the team. You know, depth is still, you know, you're trying to bring up the depth. You might have some great ones, but you got to bring the twos and the guys behind up. So he talked a little bit just about some of the personnel issues that the team's going through right now. Same thing on defense. We had 14 missed tackles Saturday, eight by the secondary. Well, part of it is we're, we're short a guy in the secondary with Isaiah Norman being out right now. Um, hopefully get him back soon. So now you're playing different guys. You know, so do those guys have the responsibility to make a tackle? Yes. Obviously, it helps when you have your better players in there to try to you know, negate some of that. So it's a combination. Um, it's a combination of developing the back half of your roster so that as the season goes and the other guys do have to play, they have the experience. Um, it's developing the guys that are in there so we can run the plays on both sides of the ball that give us the best opportunity while being protected. Um, so it's a combination. It's a lot. You know, I would say – when I had Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, if Saquon fumbled, I put Miles in. Well, both of those guys are draft picks, so that's easy. Well, when LeBorn fumbled, the guys that went in behind him are just younger. You know, so he still gave us the best chance to win, but we've got to decide. Do you let the guy keep fumbling or do you put in somebody who's younger, maybe doesn't have the experience? So as a coach, you kind of find that balance. Um, I don't think any of our players go out there with the, uh, with the thought of I'm going to mess up or I'm going to fumble or I'm going to give up a sack or miss a tackle. Um, but we just got to make sure we're putting the best guys in position to do what they can do best. Coach Huff from earlier this afternoon, we're going to talk to Coach about a couple of other issues, specifically the offensive line specifically pass defense and just why Marshall seemed a little more run-oriented on Saturday. So we've got those and your text coming up, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're taking your text as well. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter wrote in, all I hear is excuses. Of course, this is in reference to Coach Huff's press conference comments from earlier today. Huff. Always wins the press conference. Good for him. How would you rate the press conference? That that might be a new feature here. We might, every Tuesday, rate the press conference. So, you tell, you tell me. You rate the press conference. Let me know. I'm kind of snickering at that. You know, I, I appreciate you guys so much. You guys, when you text me, sometimes I just sit there and smile and laugh when you guys text me. So thank you. I can use that as much as you as you possibly could know. I can use that a lot. So we might rate the press conference. How's, how, how's he doing so far? How's the presser? Well, let's hear a little bit more of it so you have a, a larger sample size. Coach Huff, explain why Marshall was a little more run-oriented on Saturday. Because that was the question with Kalen Labron. He was out there. He was one of the, the bright spots for the herd. He was getting some yardage. He went over 100 yards, so he's doing fine. He's getting some you know, some opportunity there. And the question was asked, you know, was that the game plan to go out there, to be a little bit more run-oriented, to get him the ball more? You know, was that what you were trying to do? 
And Coach, explain why it might have seemed that yeah, the team was heavy on the run, but philosophy-wise, Marshall always wants to run the ball. And Coach Huff explained. No, I mean, we, we always want to run the ball. Um, and, and he probably gives us the best chance right now running the ball. Um, you know, he's able to break some tackles. He's able to kind of, you know, body and balance control to stay up on some runs. He runs tough. He runs physical. Um, so he gives us the best chance to run it effectively. Um, as the game went on and we realized, okay, we're having protection issues. Well, in order to stay out of these protection issues, we got to get the third and manageable or we got to get a first down. Because if we get into a situation where it's third and 17 or third and 15, well, that's not advantageous to anybody. So as the game went on, we realized, hey, the defense is doing a good job of kind of keeping us in this thing. So let's try and run the ball to be more efficient until we can get to a position where we can open it up and throw it a little bit more, um, you know, as we got in different situations. So Coach Huff explaining that uh, protection, that's going to be the big issue for a little while, protection. And speaking of protection, Coach Huff talked about the, some of those issues on the O-line. Now, we've known here for for a little bit that there's going to be a transition phase to this because Bill Wegg has taken over the offensive line. Coach Morrissey submitting his resignation, so you've got this transition going on. And Coach Huff was talked about some of those issues on the O-line. And, you know, is um, is the transition maybe part of that? Coach talked about that these were known issues, and he pretty much said that it's it's not a Bill Wagg issue. It's These are known issues that they're trying to address. I don't think it's been a factor. Um, I mean, that could be an easy excuse. Um, we, we had these issues in August. We've just been able to manage them, if that makes sense. You know, you know what I mean? It's just been something that, if you look back, we gave up a sack in the Norfolk game. Nobody really knows because we were able to score a bunch of points. We gave up a sack in the Notre Dame game. We didn't drop back as much in that game because going into the game, we already knew, okay, their front is probably going to be a little more aggressive. So the issues that we have are not new issues. So it's not a coaching change or it's not a, you know, hey, well, this – well, Bill Legg's teaching different than, than somebody else. It's issues that we've been able to stay out of these situations. You know, we haven't had very many third and plus sixes up until the last two weeks. Well, now we've started, they're starting to show up a little more. We haven't been in a situation where we've needed to come from behind in the last couple of weeks. You know, we put a drive together um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was mostly run. You know, LeBorn comes out of there and gets a you know 40 yard, 50 yard run. That changes the whole dynamic. We haven't had that in the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean? So now, as you're moving the ball down the field, well, you may get in third and eight. Okay. Well, here our issues come. How can we protect our issues and still get enough guys out in pass routes to be able to get eight yards? You know, so issues that we've had. Um, that we've been able to mask, um, and now they're showing up. We've got to get back to, one, creating new ways to mask them, um, and then, two, playing winning football, not turning it over, being efficient on first down, taking care of the ball when we do run it, being more efficient with RPOs. You know, the first play of – or second play of, you know, Bowling Green, we hit an RPO, which is a way to mask the pass. We're going to run it. We're going to throw it. So just things that we've been able to do, we got to continue to do better. And things that we've known have been issues, we got to continue to create new ways to change the issues or mask the issues so we can keep moving forward. Coach Huff, 
just breaking it down as far as these are not new issues. It's just been able to avoid the issues or to address the issues or to mask the issues. So hopefully this won't be an issue when Marshall takes on Gardner-Webb. And you're going to have plenty of time to get ready for Louisiana as well. The schedule is, in October, it's pretty advantageous. You take on Gardner-Webb, and then you play on the 12th. You play on the 1st, the 12th, and then the 22nd. And Louisiana, I thought, was going to be a tough game. Still might be, but it's not going to be the, the toughest game on the schedule, I don't think. James Madison? Yeah, watch out there. And you're at James Madison as well. So that's going to be tough. It doesn't get any easier. You look at the schedule. Where's the easy game? Coach won't let me say Gardner-Webb, so where's the easy game? Louisiana, at James Madison, Coastal Carolina, at Old Dominion, Appalachian State, at Georgia Southern. Is Georgia State going to be the easy one? We'll see. Finally, from Coach's Presser earlier today, one of the other items that uh, I want to share with you is uh, is the team's pass defense. Marshall's a little bit more aggressive on the front line. They're, they're a run-stop team. They, they try to stop the run first. They're pretty good at that, so teams are going to have to attack them in the air, going to have to pass on them to get some success here. And coach was asked about the team's weakness on pass defense and if it was an issue because the team is so aggressive trying to be a run first stop team coach didn't think that that was um the reason why for what you're seeing back there with the pass defense no i think what it all what it does a little bit um if you're a db and you play behind our d-line you expect either the quarterback or the ball carrier to get on the ground fast so if you're covering your guy for longer than four or five seconds, it's kind of like, hey, where's the ball? Bang, there it goes. You know what I mean? Type of deal. So I think a little bit of our dominance right now in the D-line creates a little bit of inconsistency in with our guys in the back end. I think also teams understand that we're stopping the run pretty good right now, knock on wood. Um, so they're a little more creative in their pass game. You know, hey, how can we pick, rub, you know, cross a guy quick, get him the ball, puts us in a little different position. I'm playing, you know, seven, eight yards off the guy. He takes off that way fast, gets the ball to him. You know what I mean? So I think, again, our um, ability to be dominant and consistent up front so far this season has created teams that say, okay, well, hey, there's no need us beating our head against the wall trying to do X, Y, and Z, but we can do this and try and create an advantage to get this guy running away or get this guy down, you know, in a zone, if that makes sense. Coach Alf. Comments to the media earlier today. All right, how do you do? How did the press conference go? Rate the press conference. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Did he win the press conference today? How, how do you do? Text line one more time, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'll take some more of your text. Uh, we'll look at the uh, news of the day when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
It's our final segment of the Tuesday, September 27th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're firing up the text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I asked you to rate, this was inspired by a texter who uh, said that the the press conference, Coach Huff always wins the press conference, and he's very charismatic, very personable, very charismatic, you know, smiles. It's pleasant. When I go to press conferences with Coach Huff, it's pleasant. It really is. It's nice. I don't have to sit there and go, okay, you know, got to deal with this guy again. I don't have that feeling dealing with Coach Huff. So I, I enjoy going to a Coach Huff presser because, you know, Sometimes you might take a shot at the media. Sometimes we deserve it. Sometimes we don't. But it's all good. He's a pretty, pretty fun guy. How did you rate it, though? One, one texter said he won the press conference. Uh, texter is writing in, The honeymoon is over. We've had a rough patch again. Dorothy is trying to look behind the wizard's curtain. He's so secretive to understand what's going on. So one, thank you for the Wizard of Oz reference. I will always appreciate a good Wizard of Oz reference. So is Dorothy trying to look behind the wizard's curtain? Is the wizard back there? Another texter writes in, Coach Huff gives the best explanations and insights that I've heard from an MU football coach since maybe Coach Pruitt. I appreciate his insight and the way he thinks, so I give him two thumbs up. Okay, two thumbs up. Cisco and Ebert, two thumbs up. Okay, that might be a lost reference on some of you. Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert at the movies, two thumbs up. Five stars. Fresh, it's rotten. Rotten tomatoes, you know, okay, you kind of get the idea. Two thumbs up, all right. So the honeymoon's over for one, Texter. The the Wizard of Oz reference gets a thumbs up from me. And then um, one Texter says he appreciates the insight. Coach Huff, he explains things. He, he kind of lays it out for you. Gives you a, a, kind of a, an idea. So uh, maybe uh, he is the, uh, the best speaker in that regard since Coach Pruitt. He's more, and this is not this is not a slight on Doc Holliday, but coach coach is a, a little smoother. Look, Doc was. If you got to know Doc, Doc was a funny guy. If you got to know him, you know he could smile, he could laugh. If you got to know him, Doc was wake up early. Get your lunch pail, pack it, because you're going to have a full day. Show up, grind. Take time out of your day to deal with us. And then get back at it. Coach Huff, he's younger. He's able to go on social media. He's able to relate to kids in a different way. I mean, I don't think he's out there making making TikTok videos, but he references TikTok because he knows what TikTok is. He's, he's good on social media, you know, very personable, smiles a lot. When 
I'm not asking questions that he might ground, uh, groan at. He smiles at me, so it's, it's all good. It's all good. Texer is uh, saying that Coach Huff's pressers are a lot more exciting than most of the Herd's offenses over the past 20 years. Ouch. Ouch. I will say this, though. He's pretty good at the presser. Hasn't lost, I don't think he's lost too many pressers. If, if, if he went 1 and0 this week in the presser he went actually I think he went two and0 because there's the Sunbelt presser on Monday so he's two and0 for the pressers this week I'm gonna say it right now he's two and0 this is from the text I like this texture says Hoff is undefeated at press conferences has he lost a press conference yet has he lost one? I mean, there was that one a couple of weeks ago where he just dead laser beamed Woody Woodrum. He's asked about the uh, the football field being the, the same length and the, the field goal post and just laser beamed him. I mean, that that went viral. That was pretty good. So uh, hats off to um, hats off to Coach Huff winning the presser. I agree with that though. He is undefeated. I like going to his pressers. I can honestly say that. You know what? He's he's better live than he is on Zoom. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that right now. He's better live than on Zoom. It's it's like you get you get a CD, an MP3, you get an album of your favorite band. Oh man, they're 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 great. It's it's a it's a great they're great in studio. You see them live in person, oh, you know they're they're better in studio. I think with Coach, you you pick up the Coach Huff album. Oh, this is great! You know he's on Zoom. He's 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 pretty. You know, doesn't have the the audience there really to bounce off of. But he's really good. He's good. He's good in studio. Then you get him out in concert. You get him in front of people, and he's he's so much. He's so much more. It's it's like a it's like oh man, they're they're great in studio. That band's great in studio. But get them in get them in a stadium. Get them live. They're much better. I think that's how we rate the pressers. Good studio, Coach Huff. Good studio band. Better live in concert. Still undefeated as far as press conferences concerned. Um. Texter writes in, Coach Huff's undefeated press conference record will not match the Herd's disgruntled fan base with one more loss. What if this team goes 9-3? and three? Let's say Marshall goes 9-3. and three. That's pretty good, right? Can we say that? Or is 9-3 and three not good enough? Let's allow for one more loss. Let's say whatever the case may be, Marshall, in the regular season, loses one more of these games. Pick one. What if Marshall loses to Appalachian State and the Herd wins the rest of the way? Is the fan base going to turn on him? Now, if Marshall loses against Gardner-Webb, yes, the fan base is going to get really nasty. Really nasty. But if Marshall beats Gardner-Webb, and then 
has a, a pretty competitive rest of the way here. Is he going to lose the fans? That's a fair question. I, I'm going to ask that question. Is that is that? Can you answer that? Does he lose you? If Marshall loses against Gardner Gardner Webb, are the fans going to riot? And I don't mean literally riot, but you know, is it going to be a disgruntled fan base rest of the way? But if Marshall wins against Gardner Webb and then does well the rest of the way, how are we feeling? Or can we answer that just yet? That's a fair question, I think. That's a fair question to ask. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's our text line for this hour and every day we do this show here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Tomorrow we're going to have player comments. We'll we'll get some of that. Um, basketball begins practice tomorrow, so Thundering Herd basketball getting itself underway to get ready for the season. So we're going to be talking hoops a lot sooner than you think. That's coming up soon. I think we'll hear a little bit from Ari Agnes tomorrow as well. I know she's got a presser tomorrow, uh, so we'll, we'll try to get something from that as well. So we'll have a pretty busy day for you. And, of course, we'll keep on this one, Marshall taking on Gardner-Webb. That's going to be, you know, for the, mo- for the most part, that's going to be the main focus here. And then don't forget, we got Thursday night football. we got the Bengals in action against the Dolphins. And we got the Charles Huff Show coming up on Thursday. So if you can't attend in person, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. And then uh, if you're listening on The Dog and you want to hear the Bengals game, you'll have to just flip over to um, to 9.30 or 94.1. Or you can just keep it locked here. You can hear the coaches show. You can hear the Bengals taking on the Dolphins. We're going to have a pretty busy Thursday night for you. And it all starts with the Coach Huff Show. That's going to be at 7.05 p.m. right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 9.30. All right, before we go, a couple more texts coming in. Texter says, if Marshall loses to Gardner-Webb, they won't have 100 fans in the stadium. Uh, I, I know better than that. Now, I know better than that. There, you know, rain or shine, win or lose, there is a solid group of fans that will show up. Marshall could get beat by Gardner-Webb 100 points, and there is a strong group of fans that will show up to see Marshall play Louisiana. And it'll be more than 100. But we'll keep an eye on the stadium attendance. What's the attendance going to look like on Saturday? What will the stadium look like? Is it going to be 25,000, 30,000, 40,000? It won't be 40,000. More coming up tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.